Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 188A of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. And uh, this Terry Ryan Jr. and Terry Ryan Sr. are going to fly up to NHL All-Star Weekend. Um, So... uh, yeah, if you're in Toronto and you're at All-Star Weekend, come say hi. I'd much rather meet some hockey fans in person than online in these uh, silly messages. Uh, I often say that. That's why weekends like this are my favorite. Um, lots of friends, lots of the hockey uh, brotherhood and sisterhood. By that, I don't just mean players. If you're there and you're there to take in the whole weekend and see the stars and talk about hockey, eat, sleep, and breathe it, then you're part of all that. And I'm excited because I'm a hockey fan more than anything, which brings us, which brings us to a little story that happened to me over the weekend. Now I know most people listening to this know what happened. Okay. So I got a chance to play for the hometown East Coast League team, which is uh, a professional hockey league here in North America. If you're listening from overseas and you were wondering what was happening, because I know I got quite a few listeners over there, especially in Australia. And a lot of you sent me a message and didn't realize I was a an, an actual hockey player. Um, well, wait, I don't want to put I, there's specific groups of you guys I talked to. So, Ian, I'm not saying you didn't know I was a hockey player because you've complimented me on uh, Shorzy. But no, you didn't know that I actually was a a, a first-round pick in Montreal and all that. So I'm sure that you are probably not alone in thinking that. So I'll explain some stuff now. Okay, uh, sorry about that. Um, I was actually my friend and the assistant coach of the Growlers, Adam Party. Adam's one of the reasons that I got to play. I can't remember where I left this, because I was just talking to Adam for about uh, 15 minutes. Um, and I was, I, I wanted to talk to him because, uh, the day meant a lot to me. So, uh, I can't remember where I left this, but anyway, so I got a chance to play and it had been 21 years since my last pro game, which apparently is 
one of, if not the longest gap between pro games. And so that, I mean, that that's, it's quite a thing and I didn't see it coming. I'll tell you, um, I've already explained most of the story. So if you go on spitting chicklets, most of the story will be explained there. Um, I'm about to go on with Steve Dangle. You Leafs fans probably know Steve Dangle from his podcast or from his LFRs. Later, I'm going to go on Jeremy Roenick's podcast and Tim Peel. Looking forward to that. And um, and so, so on and so forth. But if you tune into those, you're a hockey fan listening to this, you'll probably like those podcasts. And I'm going to explain, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'll have to explain all this. So I'm not going to bore you. And I think a lot of you that listen to this probably listen to Chicklets and probably even Dangle and Roenick. I don't know. But you're hockey fans, right? So there's a cross-section there. I know that. So let's just say that I got to live out one of my dreams. I'm a big uh, Growlers fan. And I didn't retire on my own terms, okay? And um, that was partially my own doing. I didn't go back to Montreal Canadiens camp. I talk about this all the time, so I'm really going to sum this up. And I probably should have. I didn't think I was playing enough is one thing, but... I didn't like Michelle Therrien, and I saw, um, and, and that's fine now, it's water under the bridge, uh, and just footnote here, I go to games with the, the, the man, Rejan Hull, who was GM when I was there, so there, there are no hard feelings whatsoever there. Um, I'm, I'm glad to have played for the Habs, but at the time, it was definitely a big failure that I didn't, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> but it wasn't all, you know, for years... I think people just assumed that I, I got cut and I couldn't make it. But it was right after that that I hurt my ankle. It was a high ankle sprain. I wasn't a fantastic skater to begin with. I could keep up. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm not putting it down. I needed to work on my agility. I had an awkward style. Um, and my agility was sufficient. Now, I, I, I could get point A to point B pretty fast. Um, but it was definitely the one thing that I really, really needed to work on, and I never stopped working on. I would go to camps. If you listen to my last podcast with Darren McCarty, right from 14 or 15, I was always at uh, power skating camps. Um, you know, you want to make it, you got to work on the things that you need to work on. But I busted my ankle, and when I did, I, I knew that I didn't have that step to lose. I started to uh, just, I couldn't get out of the way of hits. I was getting plastered. I was going in front of the net and literally sometimes just raising my foot off the ice, standing on one foot with my stick planted in front of the net to like try to tip it in and stuff. And when you start playing to your injuries, um, that's probably, yeah, that, that you, you're not doing yourself any credit there because, you know, you might be playing for the team, but people see it and they're evaluating you and, and, Pretty quick, I realized I was never going to get back into the NHL. I knew that. Um, now, I did shoot it with cortisone, which is a masking agent, steroid kind of thing. So I couldn't feel the pain. And I went to Idaho because uh, I love that place, um, Idaho Steelheads. Uh, I went to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I went to, I finished in Orlando, Florida, in 03. And uh, because I like those cities and I said, you know what, I, I want to experience it. I love traveling. The NHL was great. And, and that, that dream is gone, though. And uh, hockey players still get paid. There's a minor leagues. And uh, I, love the bu I love the boys, the bus, the cities, traveling and everything to get, get paid to do it. I, I still thought it was a privilege, even though it was in the Atlantic Coast League and the East Coast League. So I played in the East Coast League last um, in 2002. And then at the end of that season, I went to Orlando for the playoff run, shot it with cortisone. 
but I knew I was retiring, and that would have been 30 years ago. Oh, no, that was 03. Yeah, so 31 years ago, coming up in a few months. No, Jesus Christ, no. 21, 21, sorry. Um, I don't need to add any age to it. That's, that's uh, <laughs> more than it already is. So 21 years in between games. Now, I was out the night before. There was an injury bug that went around. Uh, there was some injuries, and uh, there's a local senior league, and no one understands. A lot of people don't when I say that word. Let's just say semi-pro. Okay, for lack of a better way to put it, there's a semi-pro league here, six teams, and lots of great players that come home from college, um, major junior, um, you know, Canadian college, junior A, whatever it would be. And they come home, they either want to go to school, they get a job, they're retiring. Uh, you know, some of them go back on the mainland. It's like maybe a, what do you call it, a bridge between junior and maybe, you know, some lower level overseas pro or something. But it's a good league. now. The cutoff is January 10th, so you can't pick out of that league after January 10th. And this happened to be, this game on Sunday was on the 14th, which happened to be my birthday. So that's the first thing I wanted to clear up is that my friends called me. All of that happened. It, it just happened to be my birthday. We didn't plan it. There was nothing. I found out the night before, which technically was that morning. It was 12.05, and uh, the game was the next day at 4, right? It, planes can't, aren't. You know, if the game was at night, there was probably a better chance that they could call someone in by plane, right? So from my perspective, it helped that we're on an island. Now, I'm a huge Growlers fan anyway. I got some of the guys on the team are real good friends. Um, you got Zach O'Brien and Jordan Escott are like really close. We've gone to many wars together. Uh, metaphorically, of course, we've gone and we've played... Um, you know, national ball hockey championships and world championships together for Canada. And we represent our province and we go to these things and it's no different. Like I know people might laugh when I say ball hockey, not a lot of people that listen to this show because they probably understand if you've ever listened to me talk about it before. Um, I mean, like I said, I won the masters worlds just a few months ago. I mean, I, I love ball hockey. It's, and, and you know, you, you, there's no less of a feeling of achievement when you win the world ball hockey or you win, you know, uh, a junior championship or, or, or whatever it would be on the ice, really, um, you, you're there and you know that at least in Canada, I can say that we're passionate about it and Canada ball hockey at least is no different than ice hockey. I play both and it's no different. You want to win. I mean, the money's not the same. You're not as famous or you're not famous. Sorry. Um, although some players like Alexander Burroughs and, um, Bobby Hauser in the United States. There are players that are, or uh, no space killer. And, and, you know, there's pl players that have a little bit of a following, but you're not famous like the NHL is the NHL. So, but um, anyway, so Zach and Jordy, like are real close. We've gone through that together. Adam Daw, I've seen since day one. I, I told you I uh, raised BJ, BJ Young's son, Tyson. And uh, Tyson was a, a good hockey player. Tyson played midget AAA here. Um, just nearly made the provincial team the year they went to the uh, Canada Games. I think it was the last cut. So Tyson was a pretty good young player, and he played against and with Adam at these camps. And Adam Adam was from Gander. I would watch Adam all the way up. And then when he went to college, paid a close eye, 
And uh, last year he came in and in one of his first games pro, he had a hat trick. I was really proud. We skate in the summer together. So I know Adam pretty well as well. James Melindy, the guy that I jumped over the boards to fight for. Well, no, I didn't. I, I was coming onto the ice as he got hit. I didn't see what happened. He lost his helmet. That's another story. I'm getting ahead of myself. And you know what I'm doing? I'm explaining it all again. But anyway. James is also a really good friend. I used to watch James like this guy had a huge potential. Well, it has. It's just, uh, I mean, he's still playing. He shares a passion of the game like I do. He's a firefighter now and plays home games and then plays on the road when he can. Um, he was their captain for three or four years. In their inaugural season in 1819, they won the championship. He was captain of the team. Uh, so, and a good friend, you know, I... I, I not a few months goes by that I don't see James and whether it's at a skate in the summer or over a coffee or a beer, you know, he's from my extended local good friend family. Right. Um, and then you've got Todd Skirving. Todd Skirving is the captain of the team. Now Todd comes over from Thunder Bay and, uh, spends a lot of time here and loves playing for the growlers. He really takes his job, seriously he plays with pride and he uh spends a lot of time here um in the off season and he skates with us as well in the off season so uh and todd is an adopted newfoundlander and one of my real close friends as well so adam party's the assistant coach and adam um he uh you know he had to vouch for me for for this to happen okay so anyway, all of those things came together. I'm running out of time because I got to do Steve Dangle in 19 minutes. So I got to sum this up. Um, anyway, so a lot had to go right. People don't realize that. Now, the other thing is that I did play in that senior league till just a couple of years ago. If you look at Hockey DB, you won't see that, but I think it's on Elite Prospects. So now it doesn't seem so outlandish that I was in shape. You know what I mean? Because I've kept skating. Um, and, you know, this year, this year when we went to do Shorzy, uh, in the fall. Otherwise, I might even have played again. There was no reason that, that I wouldn't have played this year. I skate a lot, and uh, I love playing with the boys. I mean, I've lost the steps since I'm in my 20s, but I'm sure that Pards and the boys knew that I've been playing the whole way. I mean, there are players, I'm sure, that might have been not playing senior that are, say, 30, 16, or 17 years now younger, but if they haven't skated in three years, then... I don't know if that's any better than taking a 47-year-old who's been skating, right? So I guess they must have thought about all this. And um, lo and behold, I got the phone call um, midnight the night before the game. And uh, I'd been drinking all day, really. Uh, but it was an opportunity. So I took it. I went down. Anyway, one thing led to another. And, and that will be the story, that, the story I just told you, although it might sound long and elaborate. I ended up getting in a fight. I don't know if I added that. I'm still kind of in shock. Um, well, yeah, so you listen to any of the podcasts I just recommended, and uh, especially the Chicklets is one is already done. So go over there and listen, and that's pretty much sums it up. And uh, I'm assuming most of you have already done that. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. With DraftKings, you can bet on any game you want. Whether you want to bet the puck line or the over-under, DraftKings has something for everybody. And if you want, you can throw down on your favorite player as an anytime goal scorer. Or if you're looking for a long-term bet, maybe you want to predict the Stanley Cup champion. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Anyway, so I'm going to get to some uh, smaller questions that some of you guys had. Uh, and because I know I'm not really getting to any of those. It was such a deep layered moment that that's mostly what I've been talking about. But there are, oh, just one second, another message. Okay, I don't know where I left this, um, but I, so I've been getting a lot of messages, like lots. Like there was 431. Um, I'm going to have to go here too. I'm sorry for this short episode, guys. Um, I had 431 text messages on Monday morning. And that's just people obviously with my number, right? And then I, I couldn't get to the bottom of the Instagram and the Facebook ones. I haven't started the Twitter yet. And is there anything else? Oh, Snapchat and TikTok. I've never checked the message, so that's gonna I'm gonna leave that where it is. Uh, and no offense, I just find it really confusing even trying to do that. So if you've sent me a message on on Twitter or TikTok, I've never gotten back to even my daughter. So don't uh, don't sweat it. Um, but it's hard to get back to all these because what's happening is people are saying, hey, and, and it's great because I haven't connected with people in a long time that I played with or that I met or or even, you know, people that I've gone to kindergarten with and just the, the great well-wishers and that shared that moment with me that were in the building, but the ones that weren't might send me a message and I'll get back to them. So the message isn't really done because then they get back to me. So like I went to bed, I got up Monday and I had 431 messages. I said, okay, hopefully by halfway through the day, or by the end of the day, I can have most of these done. But I went to bed with like 411, right? Now I'd answered 200 people, right? So, and then I, you know, now I'm trying to go through Instagram and it's like, then there's opportunities in there, right? So I got to go through each and every one. And I don't mean to say that in a complaintful way. Um, I just figure I'll be done these by probably the end of the weekend. Um, so again, if you're out there and I haven't gotten back to you, I'm not even close to, to through the messages. And that's an awesome problem to have. Um, what else? Um, so, and the same thing with the media. So this is what I figure guys. There's so sometimes we might talk about, or you know what, to sum it up, there's a lot of negative news out there, isn't there? Right. There's a lot of negative news, especially nowadays. And it seems that everybody's more tense than they ever were. Um, the advent of social media has, has given way to a lot of online trolls, a lot of people hiding behind, you know, keyboard heroes that hide hide behind acronyms and uh, <clears throat> alter egos, and you know that I'm not looking at all. I don't look at society negative like that. I'm just pointing out what what's out there that wasn't before. Before I get too far, I don't have a negative look on life. I'm just saying there's a lot of negative out there, right? Um, and, and and it's a lot of negative. 
printed and, and in the news. And, you know, it might be legit news, but let's just say a problem like racism. Um, it has come a long way and we don't ever hear the positive stories, right? I'm not saying I, I know we have a long way to go and I, I understand that some minorities and it could be your skin, it could be your look, it, it, I don't know, it, it, um, people that are marginalized, you know, for one reason or another, it could be uh, LGBT, you know, but whatever, if, if you're one of those people, right, I don't want to disrespect you. But we always hear these negative stories about people that are anti and racist and all this. But there, but we have come a long way because I'll tell you this. When I was five, six, seven years old, a long time ago now, and I first started like being aware of my own brain and memories and, and you know, social situations, it was a hell of a lot different than this um, in almost every category. But it seems that now it's just the noise is so loud. So I figure if I'm part of a positive story, I've got to answer each and every interview. Um, so I took the whole week off of doing anything, and I've just been spacing them out um, by about a half hour each, and I've been doing 12 or 15 a day. So I'm sorry if, if I haven't gotten – I'm rambling. Here's my own podcast. I'm rambling, and I should be treating you guys as listeners to my podcast the very best. But I can also recommend other podcasts and – I can't I can't say any more heartfelt what I already said on Spittin' Chicklets and the presser after the game. I don't know where that would be, but I know it's out there on Twitter. I might have retweeted it or at least answered it. Um, and that's probably, and it takes a lot of energy to keep doing these. So uh, please, I'm not disrespecting you guys at all, but there is, think of my podcast as, uh, oh, just one sec. Okay, I'm not sure what just happened. But uh, I think you just heard a phone call with um, with Mr. Lube. Speaking of Mr. Lube, my buddy Chris Sparks, there's an ex-hockey player, one of my good friends. Um, he was on that team, the ball hockey team I just mentioned from a few months ago. We get our rings any day in the mail. There's a story that was just slipped in. Um, sorry if you heard that, but I don't have time to edit it because I got three minutes till I have to go on Steve Dangle podcast. Um, so, I don't remember where I was. I was going to get to. People were asking me what was the hardest part of the actual playing. It was the sticks. I've never used a warrior, at least not this kind. I don't know, but it's been a long time because, as you know, True sponsors me when it comes to sticks. So, I've used True for years. And even before they sponsored me, I enjoyed the True sticks. You know, I I've, I just haven't used a warrior in a while, and this was way different, way whippier. Same flex and everything, but it just felt different. And the curve was just slightly different, but it was bouncing off my stick. Brand new gloves. So that was actually the hardest physical part of the game. Um, but if you can believe it, I didn't feel behind the play. I mean, I wasn't ahead of it by any means, but that part didn't overwhelm me. Because um, I know a couple of you asked that as well. Okay, what do we got here? Just a couple minutes. Um, how did the boys treat me in the room? They let me do the they let me do the tunes, and they could tell that I was uh, probably more nervous than I was letting on. So we told some stories, and uh, they were there to talk to. I got to be honest, some of those guys, right? Like they had to play ball too, because um, you know every shift that I got was a shift one of them wasn't getting, right? And they're there. Say what you want. They're there to get stats. And improve. I mean, yeah, we wanted to win the game. We didn't. But uh, 
you know, it was a very unselfish move by, by the coaching staff to put me out there, but also by the players not to complain really. And they embraced it well. And, um, well, they embraced it overwhelmingly. And, uh, we ended up just telling some stories. I got in the hot tub with a couple of the boys afterwards and, uh, you know, the span of hockey stories, I was telling them, you know, when I was 19 or 20, I was playing and Andy Moog was on our team and he was like 62 or, or sorry, 42 or something, you know? So now I don't know, Andy's in his sixties and some of those guys are like 22 and they're going to end up being 40 and playing with players that are just born now. And that's just like two generations of hockey. That's how many stories are available when you're out there and you're talking. And so anyway, I've, I've said this, but I, I, I shook the guy's hand. I fought Zach Walker after the game. A couple of players on each, not a couple, a few. I don't want to sell guys out, but we went overseas or over the, over across the street. Great little downtown we have. And uh, Mary Brown Center is right across from George Street. We all went over. We ordered some wings and whatnot at Green Sleeves and had some beers and um, told hockey stories, you know, well, uh, well into the night. And then finished it off at Christian's, one of the oldest bars that uh, one of the first bars I was in with my dad way back. So it was nice. It was nice to uh, experience that. And um, well, nice is is a huge understatement. It was a fantastic. And um, I'm real sorry here that I got to take off. I am going to have a guest on Friday. I don't know. I got to make time first. I was supposed to have Trevor Gillies today. But, uh, you know, this has been a whirlwind, and um, thank you. If this didn't turn you off and you are uh, come back next time, then I will be back on Friday, and things will be settled down a little bit, I think. Um, I'm a bit overwhelmed now, like I said, and I'm making plans. I am going to take my dad to the NHL All-Star Weekend. Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're one of my friends, then uh, shoot me a note. And if you're a fan of the show or of, of Shorzy or the Newfoundland Growlers or whatever, um, I'll be there. I'll be in the stands. I'll be at the bar. I'll be at the restaurants. And by all means, come on over, shake my hand. Let's have a hockey chat. I absolutely love the vibe of my life lately. And not everybody can say that. Not everybody can say that they got to retire on their own terms. And I didn't get to do that until two days ago. Thank you to the Newfoundland Growlers, to all my buddies that I mentioned and that uh, some that I didn't. The whole organization was fantastic to me. Thank you to all the fans who came out to support me from all my walks of life, my daughter, all of her friends especially. I told you guys I wouldn't let you down, and I hope I didn't. Uh, to Zach Walker, my, my opponent, thanks for dropping your mitts. You didn't need to let that happen, and or you didn't need to, to do that, and you, and you helped me create that moment. Uh, to all... The Adirondack Thunder, especially uh, the guys I talked to after the game and, and, and bonded with. Boys, it was, a sh and it was an honor to share the ice with you. To everybody listening uh, out there in the outreaches of the hockey world, thanks a lot for following along. Um, hopefully this um, story is as positive for you as it was for me, although that might be impossible. And, uh, you know, if you're out there and you're down... Like I was, I was nearly bankrupt a few years ago and, um, well, five or six years ago. And, uh, you know, there's reasons that people get down. It's not always money. You might have a tragedy happen. You might have a breakup. And I've been there too, right there front and center in both of those situations. And I felt really down. The only thing I'm not one to preach. I don't want to sit here and try to spew off some proverb, some lesson, 
But what I can say is if you just stay positive, I really do think that karma will come back to your way, your way in some method. Tragedy is part of life. But if you're positive, and sometimes it's fucking hard to do, sometimes it's really hard to do. I know how hard it was for me. But if I didn't, if I didn't do that, then this would never have happened today because I had to be in shape. I had to have good friends. I, I had to continue leading a good life after the things I thought were keeping me down. And I had to keep going. And I did it in the face of adversity, like a lot of you, are, you know, for a while, not now, uh, but just like a lot of you, I'm sure face every day. And that game, that opportunity, I think was the result of a lot of good things happening just because I kept a little bit positive in, in, in the darkest of moments. And I just kept my foot to the ground and said, someday, maybe, you know, things will turn. And so far they have knock on wood because anything can happen. I might get hit by a bus when I walk out of here. I hope I don't. Anyway, thanks for listening. This has been Tales with TR 188A. I'll be back in a couple of days. Thank you to the Newfoundland Growlers especially. It's been an absolute honor. Once a growler, always an ex-growler. Catch you on the rebound.